0: Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Well, hello, 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 and welcome. I'm so glad that you could join me today. Today is a special day because I'm going to be sharing some special news. As you know, it's the end of October, which means that next month, Is November, and I couldn't be happier because November is my birthday month. Oh, and and here I am talking about myself. You might not know who I am. My name is Rochelle Lucero, and obviously I'm the host of Clumsy Theosis. But back to birthdays. I love them. I get caught up in the awe of God and his power, and the fact that he wanted me and he wanted you to exist. When I just think about that, it takes my breath away. So for my birthday month, it's always so special to me, and I want to share that with you with a special gift, and I'm going to fill you in on that at the end of the show, so stick around. But before we can get to November, we have to get through Halloween, and I have a feeling that Halloween will be very different for all of us this year, and because of that, I think that it's a great time for us to step back and to look at what Halloween really is, and spoiler, it's Catholic. Even in all of its secular trappings of costumes and creepy decorations and candy, it's still very Catholic. And I want to tell you all about it so that you can get more out of this holiday, not just this year, but in years to come. Let's start with a word study. You know how I love those. The word Halloween is actually a combination of two words, hollow, meaning holy, you know, think, hallowed be thy name in the Our Father prayer and evening, but evening has been truncated to en, which is spelled e-en. This is through a phenomenon called syncope, where sounds and letters are omitted from words. For example, it's not uncommon to hear people say library instead of library. You see that library versus library? Totally different, but we know it's the same word, okay? They did this with evening and en, And We do this also in Catholic hymns, especially the older ones. And my least, least favorite instance of this is when they take the word ever and turn it into er, er, air, like especially at the end of a refrain. Oh, so frustrating. Anyways, evening and "een" same word. And this hallowed evening is known as All Hallows' Eve, where we celebrate the hallowed or holy ones, i.e. the saints. So Halloween is the evening before the day that we're going to celebrate the saints. It's the evening vigil festivities for November 1st, which is All Saints Day, like how Christmas Eve is the evening vigil festivities for Christmas Day. But if Halloween is supposed to be about celebrating the saints, what's going on with all of the typical ghoulish or macabre decorations and themes? that we see for Halloween, right? They don't really make you think of glorified saints in heaven. Some people even go so far as to say that those themes and decorations that we see are actually a glorification of death and they refuse to partake in Halloween in any way because it's become too secularized in that way. And to those arguments, I find it really hard not to roll my eyes. When we separate death from the Paschal mystery, from Christ's victory over death, it's going to be misunderstood. And in a society that is growing predominantly more secular, this type of misunderstanding is going to happen more and more in the hearts and in the minds of the people around us, in all things, not just when it comes to Halloween decorations. But for Catholics, we should always view death in light of the Paschal victory. So when we encounter decorations, you know, that might seem darker or more death related. They shouldn't make us think of anything anti-Christian because death should be a part of your everyday life. It's even part of your prayer. If you're a Catholic, I mean, hello, when was the last time you recited the creed? Probably the last time you went to mass, you know, in the creed, it mentions Jesus's death and his resurrection. And then at the end, we talk about our belief in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, none of which can happen without physical death. All of this alludes to eschatology, otherwise known as the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And then purgatory is in there as like a subcategory to heaven. But my point is that we should not get squeamish or uncomfortable about things that remind us about death Those things should make us think seriously about the last four things, about how fleeting life is, and about the victory that Jesus has won for us, but how we must also give an account, you know, how St. Paul says when he talks to the Hebrews and he exhorts us to prepare for the account which we must render at the hour of our death in Hebrews 9 to determine whether or not we're going to be spending eternity with him or without him. This is very important, and that is why I love the greeting that the Carthusian monks use when they see each other or when they leave each other. They say momento more, which means remember your death, which is basically to remember the last four things. All right, I want to move on to the date of Halloween. This is a big question for even Catholics, because you may have heard that Halloween lands on an ancient Celtic or Druid pagan feast or festival. I mean, just ask the internet. It's everywhere. Is it true? Is it untrue? Or, I mean, does it even matter? The end of October was a big harvest season before the winter and was important for many pagan cultures, as you can imagine, because stocking up on food for the winter is kind of important, you know? So they'd have feasts and festivals, thanking and worshiping their pagan deities. And this would happen among many different pagan cultures whose worship involved the sun, the moon, or the seasons. But with the introduction of Christianity into these cultures, the attention shifted towards God and away from their pagan practices, like things like astrology or magic or divination or other occult powers and so on, right? And this was done intentionally and strategically. And this is a tried and true technique. Just ask St. Paul. He used the same technique when he went to Greece and was talking to the people of Athens, and he used the attributes of their pagan religion when he referred to the altar to the unknown God, right? He's doing the same thing. And if you don't remember this, you can read it in Acts 17. He's doing the same thing here. Just saying. Now, is this what happened with the date that we are currently celebrating Halloween on? Was October 31st effectively sanctified or baptized by Christianity on purpose? Here's the historical rundown in about 30 seconds. The Feast of All Saints Day started in 615 by Pope Boniface IV, and it was actually on May 13th. But at that time, it was only called the Feast of the Martyrs, and its purpose was to commemorate the dedication of the Pantheon. Yes, you heard that right, the Pantheon, the ancient Roman temple. It was converted into a Catholic church and dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary and the martyrs, and so they needed to commemorate that. Talk about taking something pagan and baptizing it or sanctifying it. Later in the mid-700s, the feast also then began to include the saints. And by the mid-800s, it was called the Feast of All Saints, and Pope Gregory IV moved it to November 1st, which lined up All Hallows' Eve with the pagan harvest festivals and feasts from many different cultures. Now, was that divinely orchestrated? I think it's quite apropos, especially when you recall the references to harvesting in scripture. When referring to the kingdom, our Lord uses themes like sowing seeds, producing fruit, separating the wheat from the chaff. And then in Revelation, we hear about the reaping of the earth's harvest by Christ. All of this is directed towards the heavenly banquet. Get it? Harvest. Banquet. Uh, anyways, it's all directed towards the last things. The harvest consists of the souls of the blessed holy ones, which are the souls of all of the saints. And put that in context of the scriptures, the saints are the wheat, which Christ separates from the chaff or the chaff, chaff, chaff. You know what I mean? In my opinion, this is a wonderful way for the church to explain to pagan cultures about the truth of their immortal soul and what awaits them. Just saying. But getting back to our practices that we see today, we have to remember that over hundreds and hundreds of years, Catholic customs and traditions surrounding All Hallows' Eve, they've all differed by location and even through time. And they also became a little bit more differentiated once the addition of All Souls Day was added to the calendar to follow All Saints Day. Things like dressing up and asking for treats, even dancing in cemeteries and so on. All of these are from different cultures, different Catholic cultures who were all celebrating the saints in heaven as well as helping the holy souls in purgatory. And now today in the U.S., we have this crazy amalgamation of all of these customs from many different Catholic cultures that are steeped in history. Now, I mentioned All Souls Day being added to the calendar. Monday will be All Souls Day, and I have a really good episode about purgatory and praying for the dead that I've linked down in the show notes for you. You can listen to that after I tell you about my November gift to you. Okay, so only for the month of November will you be able to get an exclusive set of three different high-quality Clumsy Theosis vinyl stickers when you sign up to donate $10 or more a month, or $120 a year or more. Typically, people who donate at that amount only get one Clumsy Theosis sticker, and it's the Clumsy Theosis logo. But now you will get that plus two additional stickers. One of them has our Transform the World slogan. The other has a holographic lettering. So it looks really cool when it catches the light. All three of them are very different. If you want to see what they look like, go to clumsytheosis.net and then click the word donate in the menu. I'll have a way to see a photo of them there. And once you see it, I promise you, you're going to want to put them on your laptop, on your cell phone, on your water bottle, whatever. You're going to want them. And you're going to be so happy that I'm giving you guys this special offer for the month of November. Now, remember that Clumsy Theosis is 100% listener-supported, which means you are listening today because other people have donated to keep this show going and growing. And for my birthday month, I'm just really excited to be able to give my new $10 monthly donors a little something extra special. I'm giving gifts on my birthday. All right, if you have any questions about any of this or anything else, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Clumsy Theosis. There's a link for all of these social media platforms as well as everything else I've mentioned in this episode down in the show notes. And the show notes are where you read the description for this episode. So until next week, my friend, peace out.